Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you are listening to another episode of I Am a Spartan OCR Podcast. In this episode, uh, I talked to Janet Berry, who was at West Virginia this past weekend, and she had a bad injury during the race. She tore her uh, planter on her foot, and it just so happened I was right behind her almost when it happened. Um, it's a really good episode. Uh, West Virginia was awesome. If you missed it, you must go next year. Um, hope you enjoy the interview. Hey, everybody. I got Janet Berry on the phone today, and she's going to tell us about how she's been kicking ass in Spartan racing this year and how her race went this weekend at West Virginia. How are you doing today, Janet? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Um... For those that don't know who Janet Berry is, why don't you give us a little background? A little background. All right. Um, this season, um, I've been started the season a little bit later, um, and I've been ramping up, improving um, race by race. Um, I've been training myself. I've no formal formalized formal coaching, um, so kind of trying out some different things throughout the season and trying to listen to my body. Um, this last race um, of the U.S. Series, um, I went in and my the bottom of both my planter of uh, my feet were hurting a little bit. Um, I had overtrained myself a little bit two weeks prior doing some long runs after some heavy training. Right. Um, but everything else felt good. Um, so, you know, I was a little hesitant whether to race or not, but I taped my feet up and um, decided to race. And... Um, the race started out really well, and I felt really good. Um, I was out there with um, Kristen Spade at the Bucket Carry, um, and, you know, soon after that, we caught up with Faith Stenning, and, um, you know, I placed 13th in Pennsylvania, and then I placed 10th in the Asheville USA race, and I never really felt like I got, like, that breakthrough race, like, what I really showed people, like, what I could do, so... Um, this race is really exciting and, you know, things just felt really good. Um, I was in that sixth position working on fifth, um, for up to mile 10 of the race. Um, felt really good. Um, again, working with Kristen State out there. Um, and at mile 10, I felt a rip in my right plantar fascia and, um, screamed out in pain and uh was crying a bit and uh I knew I had torn it and um it was just it was devastating because you know it was really I knew it was my breakthrough race and to have it just kind of all fall apart in front of you within a couple seconds was a very very hard to handle out there um and I believe you were out there with me when it happened I was funny story is 
Uh, Janet reached out to me through my, my Facebook page and was wondering if I would interview her. And when she did that, I was like, Hey, you're the girl that, you know, got hurt when, cause like right when she got hurt, she had just passed me with Kristen sad. And I saw how hurt she was. And I was like, well, you know, what's going on? Did you sprain your ankle? You got a cramp. And she told me, uh, she had, uh, torn her planner and, and I was sitting there talking, you know, like, if you got a bigger A-game race coming, don't risk injury for it. I was trying to talk her, you know, you know, just ease down, ease back, and she wasn't hearing it. She just took off and left me in the dust with an injury, and I'm supposed to be in good shape, and she just walked off from my fat tail. Well, there wasn't really any medics around. We were kind of out in the middle of nowhere, you know. I was like, you might as well just walk it in at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I bet that last five yeah, miles was long. Yeah, it was, uh, those last five miles were not, not fun, hobbling in. Um, but yeah, I do want to give a shout out, um, Faith Denning, she also, um, came by about 10 minutes later, she flew by me and, um, she actually doubled back and checked to see how I was, um, we were working together in the beginning of the race and then, um, she had doubled back to check on me when I was injured, so. Yeah, I think, um, I think Faith passed me right after that second barbed wire. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but uh, um, well, before we go a lot further, uh, Janet, I mean, what do you do? I mean, what's your profession? I mean, what do you do for a living? I am an account executive um, for a media company. Um, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, so I um, do marketing and sales for all of our uh, red carpet events, um, print media, digital media for um. Charlotte Magazine. Wow, that sounds like a that sounds like a pretty busy job. Where do you find time to train for OCR? It is busy, but fortunately, it also allows me to have a flexible schedule, so I can be on the treadmill and making phone calls at the same time. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So my schedule is kind of all over the place, but um. Yeah. Make it work. Got to make it work. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So um. Did you, uh, so during the race, uh, this weekend, did you have to do, like, any burpees, or were you having a perfect race? Um, for me, I have never had a perfect race, actually. What? Um, I come from a running, I come from a running background, and it's funny, because I was joking, like, I think I'm the only girl who finishes the top ten who also misses three to four obstacles every race. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, you must yeah, be pretty fast. um. I've been working on, um, you know, things like, you know, lifting is still new to me. Grip strength, I've recently really started pushing that this year. Um, and I've seen a lot of improvement, but, you know, I still, you know, fall off the twister at the end. And, um, you know, the, the rig is still 50-50 for me. So what's exciting is I think there is still a lot of improvement for me in places I can improve. Right. Um, even just watching the live feed, you know, I'm up there with, you know, and Kristen and they're just you know popping the tie over with perfect form and you see me and I'm like looking you know trying to figure out how to get this thing flipped um and I never practiced tire flips um so I'm still you know kind of new to the training and I think you know looking back at you know this season and my training um I think moving forward I definitely need a better plan and we'll probably be getting a you know an actual coach that I can 
think I have a lot of improvement there once I can get some more formalized coaching in and uh, not overtrain either so much. So. Well, I know that a, a, a lot of elite males have problems flipping these tires, but I, I usually, I mean, you don't hear of the, as much struggle with uh, the the elite uh, women uh, flipping the tire. I can get it. It's just when you're up with the, you know, best of the best, you're comparing, you know, every millisecond, you know, and you're, so, I mean, I got it. It was just, you know, their speed was just, you know, right. a lot, a lot quicker. So, so just things like that that um, I think it's exciting because, you know, I'm watching live feed. I'm like, dang, I look horrible. Uh, but, you know, I have to turn it into a positive and be like, wait, <laughs> that means I can improve, you know. So, um, so what, yeah. is, what is your strategy to flipping the tire for all the elite females out there listening? Um, well, if you, if you watch them, it's definitely, you know, getting low into basically a squat and having, you know, that straight back. And for me, it's just working on um, more flexibility to get into that low squat and just honestly just getting out there and practicing tire flip. You know, there's no better way to, um, you know, get better at something than just to practice it. And that's just something I haven't done all season. So that's another thing I'll definitely be adding into my training regimen for 2018. Yeah, yeah I know the problem with the men's tire is, is getting your fingers under it. And I recently saw... Uh, Steve Hammond, he posted a video from uh, Washougal, I think, and he actually didn't grab the tire from underneath it. He grabbed each, he, he grabbed like two treads, he just pinched it with his hands and pushed his forearms into it and squatted it up. And I did that this weekend, and it was way easier than trying to fight with getting your fingers under it. I mean, but I like did. doing the one knee under it, kind of, and pushing it? Yeah, it's like you just pu- you push your forearms That's up against the tire. Try- yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it, it was pretty dry most of the weekend. I don't know if that would work as well when it's wet, but I had no problems with the tire, and I failed it Sunday in Asheville. Of course, the last quarter mile in Asheville on Sunday was nasty. Yes, it was. <laughs> so you grip were- obstacle after grip obstacle, right? Oh, yeah. Did you run both days in uh, Asheville? No, just the NBC race on Saturday. Right. Were you planning on doing yeah. the whole uh, trifecta this past weekend, or were you just going to do the NBC race? No, just the NBC race. Yeah. I did all Work th- hard, play hard. There Go you go. Colin. There you go. We ran <laughs> I ran, We ran elite uh, for the Super and the Beast, and then all my friends, we just got together and run the sprint, and we had a good time. That was the most there fun I ever had on a race go. was during That's that sprint. Fun. Um, so, uh, what were some of the, what were the obstacles that you did fail? Give us the low points. Uh, West Virginia, I mean, the low point was definitely ripping my planter. Of course. (laughs) Um, so then I decided, so from there, I, I stood there and I was like, what do I do? And then I... You know, I was walking for about 15 minutes, you know, talking to you and um, very frustrated. And um, then I realized that, you know, no other girls are passing me. And I just thought to myself, like, wait a second, I could actually still get a top 10 finish by maybe walking in. So I was okay, refocus, refocus. And, you know, I knew I could use more work and practice on the obstacles. So I decided to walk the rest of the course in and, um, you know, just try to hit the obstacles. 
best I could. Um, and so I failed the, the twister, the rig right at the end. Um, yeah, it, just, it was just those two this race. <laughs> but, yeah. um, now you yeah, heard the twister I got to the last two and slipped off and then, uh, Oh, the rig, no. it was re- reaching for that bar again. Um, couldn't grab it, but uh. yeah, the, the in Asheville and in West Virginia, they put that bar like a little bit higher where it's not level with the rings. They did, they did. <laughs> and you got to kind of hail mary grab for it, so it does make it a yes. little difficult. And there, they even had the bell was higher at the end too, so where if if you had to pull yourself up on that last ring to hit that bell or swing really hard. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't even know I didn't get that far. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was funny because I went to the course preview and they just had the rings. So I was like, oh, sweet, just rings. Like, I definitely got this. See, and then, you know, I'm racing. Like, dang they put in that bar. <laughs> now, see, I saw the same thing. But I also saw on top of the uh, rig, they had the bar tie-wrapped all the way across on each row. And I said, they're going to drop that bar for tomorrow. Ah, okay. Because they had that Randy <laughs> so Moss. They had that Randy Moss charity run. So I, I think they had it all rings for that. Ah, But okay. on the super and the sprint, it was all rings again. So they changed it. Ah. I, I, I want to say, and I don't know where I read it. It might have been on a post. But they said they're trying to make the sprint... They're trying to make the obstacles harder from the sprint to the beast. And that's why you usually see the pole or baseball will be on the beast rig, but you won't see it on probably on the, the super or the sprint. And, like, you don't see it. I, you, you hardly ever see an eight-foot wall on a sprint now. <laughs> or at least that's the way it's been most yeah, of the year. Yeah, I think on the NBC races, too, they like to make things a little bit more challenging. So. Oh, definitely. That, I should have expected something. <laughs> Now, when you got to the log carry, you had already torn your uh, planter by then, because it was after that, wasn't it? Yes, I was not happy to see that log carry. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the last thing I need right now. I know. I was already, I was really close to a cramp towards the end of that race. I think one guy gave me, I asked a guy if he had like a mustard pack, and he had an airhead. And he's like, here, try this airhead, see if it helps. It, uh, didn't, it didn't help at all. It's not the same. You need the salt. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. So when I got there, I saw, saw my buddy uh, Lee Jarvis and Richie Hilton. They were finishing up when I got there. And I was like, hey, does this log carry suck? And he's like, man, it's the worst carry of the day. And I was like, great. And because, man, that was brutal. And I can imagine that really sucked with foot pain. And then the rocks, you had to step over with the log carry. And with my foot, I was- it was a very slow carry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think but I had I, I had I set it down probably five up. times. It was rough, and when I got to the top of that hill, I just dropped the log and just had to take a short break before I could pick it up and finish. That was to me that was the hardest carry of the race for sure. Yeah, buckets didn't feel too bad for me this time. No, um. I, wasn't bad. Yeah, the the bucket was way easier than Asheville's bucket. I um, thought so. My yeah. my problem on the bucket was is when I was coming down that hill, I slipped and fell with it one time and fell right on my butt, and I didn't spill any rocks, and I was able to get right back up. Oh. 
And then I went about another 10 feet and both of my legs come right out from under me and I fell with a bucket and poured rocks in my mouth. It was awful. My, no, so did you have to do it again? No, I was, I had, I just filled the bucket back up with rocks. I had to pick oh, up okay. all my rocks okay. and put them there. And, <laughs> and it was, it was funny because I think somebody else had fallen in the same place because there was actually more rocks there than I needed. Kristen actually slipped. I think it was right at the end. I know what you're talking about. She yeah. had slipped right in front of me. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people were slipping there. Yeah. It, and I was slipping on those hills, like right where you come down to, uh, to go into the dunk wall or that barbed wire, those heels were really slippery. I I was busting a bunch on Saturday. <laughs> on, on Sunday, they actually rerouted that bucket. They said something like there was a bee's nest or a wasp nest or something, and they rerouted to get away from it. Oh, on the bucket. I knew there was a bee's nest out in the field. Faye and I both almost stepped in. There was bees coming out of the ground right in that single track. Yeah, I know there was bad in Asheville last year. There was a lot of bees, too. Another obstacle. <laughs> for real. <clears throat> okay, so um, we kind of went over what your low points of the race was. What do you say was the best part of the race besides pushing through pain and having a really good finish? Um, I think... I just, I, I think I just, just feeling, you know, just feeling that good and that comfortable um, up through mile 10 and knowing that, you know, being up with people like Faye and Kristen and, you know, with the top five group, you know, that was where I belonged. You know, I felt really comfortable and it wasn't, a, you know, like a struggle to keep up with our pace. And um, even though my results didn't quite reflect it, um, I know where I was, and um, it's really exciting for me to, you know, just know my potential in the sport. Um, you know, getting the spear throw was awesome. That's always a good feeling, knowing the spear throw. Heck yeah. um, my boyfriend went and built me a spear throw in the backyard, and um, he was there to see me make that. So that was definitely a, a high in the race. Um, unfortunately, Kristen also got the spear, so it didn't help me much, but... <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, just feeling that good and that comfortable and then, you know, also just, you know, handling, you know, the obstacle of tearing my foot, you know, I had to calm down, you know, when you saw me, I was like screaming and, you know, crying and not happy. Yeah, um, you were, you were in I pain. Re I had to refocus. You were in tears and I, I could tell that you were upset and. I really, I was like, I was, uh, I was feeling sad for you. But anytime I see anybody struggling, I always say, "Hey, are you okay?" And but I could yeah. tell, I could tell you were upset because you were in a good position, and uh, the uh, y'all weren't too far behind the. Because uh, I usually keep up with when when a when a female passes me, um, I usually watch, look at my watch, and when the next one comes, I'll tell them, I'll tell her you're about two minutes behind them, you know. And, right. and that is always so helpful. I appreciate you guys doing that. Y'all yeah, weren't too far behind the next person. No, no. So, uh, yeah, very frustrating. And I'm still kind of torn up about it. Um, but not enough crying a couple couple times the days after the race just cause to, to feel that close, you know, to, um, you know, that podium. And then, you know, and all your hard work leading up to the race and have it all crash down is... Um, not 
the easiest thing to deal with. But, um, you know, like I said, you know, it's, it's good. And, you know, I need to remember that I know how I felt and I know how strong I was. And, um, but just really, you know, like, just the camaraderie out there is amazing, you know, between you helping me out out there, Faye helping me out, you know, even Laurel Schreyer after the race, you know, everyone was, um, you know, just really helpful. And, it's, you know, Spartan family is great and we're all helping each other out. So, um, you're exactly you know, right. The community is, you know, 50% of it that makes you come back to me. Yeah, it really is. I mean, so, and, great. and you always, and, and that's what I tell people about, you know, it, there's more to the elite heat than just, you know, pushing yourself to the hardest um, level, but you see the same people there and you become friends with mm-hmm. them. And I mean, it's like you're, it's almost like you're running with your family out there because you become such good friends and you always talk to everybody at the same at the races exactly you know? yeah you're all hurting together you know you're all pushing through things so definitely yeah um so i know you've got uh um several sponsors and all that you i was looking at your facebook post uh what do you want to tell us about your sponsors yeah sure um yeah you know when when this injury happened, you know, it's never good news. You know, I never, like, uh, you know, got to call my sponsors. And, you know, I'm a little nervous about, you know, how they'll react to it. And um, I'm very fortunate to have sponsors who, um, you know, not only see me as, you know, an athlete, an elite athlete that places, you know, high at big races, but, you know, they see it as more of, you know, being a role model and a leader. And, when I told them, you know, Champion Performance, AC11, Optogenics, you know, Body Align, which are my three um, title sponsors, you know, and when I told, you know, Champion Performance today about my news, they were like, you know, do whatever you need to do to get better, you know, we're still going to, you know, you're filming out in Colorado, you know, take care of you. Um, and, you know, they wanted to know, you know, the story behind it, you know, like I'm telling you, and... Um, you know, I think being a leader and a role model is so much more than just placing high, you know, it's like doing things like Faye Stenning did and reaching out and helping people and inspiring others. And, you know, this is just another obstacle that was thrown my way. And, you know, it's not the obstacle that defines you. It's, you know, how you overcome the obstacles. So, um, it's a very, very hard one to swallow here and get over, but, um, you know, I'm trying to make a positive twist out of it and, you know, work on my weaknesses, um, reanalyze my training and, um, you know, just just use it as a way to, you know, inspire others and help them, you know, overcome their own obstacles. And and you and you told me that uh that you went to the doctor and you found out that the news wasn't it was it was good news. It was. Um, I was nervous. I had torn um, the whole plantar fascia did a complete tear, um, but it's actually just a bunch of small tears um, where the plantar attaches to the heel. Um, so, world competing at the world championship isn't out of the question. It's probably about 50-50 right now, um, and I will lose a little bit of training time, of course, here. But um, you know, either way, um, I'm going to be going out to Lake Tahoe. You know, I already have my plane ticket booked. Um, definitely want to, you know, again, be with the starting community and, um, you know, just get the feel for world for next year, even if I don't compete. So. Right. And so what, what kind of rehab are you going to have to do? 
I mean, because you probably won't be able to run much until it kind of heals, right? Yeah, this week, uh, pool has been my best friend. Um, uh, yeah, I'm about to get real good at swimming. So maybe they'll have a lot of swimming at Worlds and I'll look out. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just pool for now. Um, you know, no running for at least another week. Um, and even then, they'll probably be, you know, just a couple miles, you know, here and there. Nothing crazy. But um, and I'm still trying to keep up with my upper body. Can't put any weight on the foot. I'm, I'm on crutches. Can't walk on it right now. Wow. Um, is is the pain yeah, so, is the pain that bad right now? Or is yeah, it, or is it just right one of those now. things where you're not wanting it. to put weight on the foot? Weight on the foot. So any weight on the foot um, will hurt it and can make the tears thicker. Right. So, so I just got to stay off of that and uh, let it heal up. So yeah. Ooh. Gotta get creative with my training here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of swimming. That's probably gonna be the only thing you can do, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I know some people that people that have plantar fasciitis they can get cortisone shots. Is that not an option? Um, well it's one thing to have plantar fasciitis, which is what I was having um up through the race, but when you actually tear it you know, that's just something that so it's needs a different to heal. Story and when then, you have a tear, right? it's not like a pain that you can push through. Um, that's why in the race, I could actually just not put weight on it. I could not run on it because it's torn and it just keeps tearing. Um, we're plantar fasciitis. You know, you get the cortisone shot to kind of, you know, numb the pain and then you kind of work through it. But um, this is something that you definitely don't want to, I don't know if you could push through even if you did get a cortisone shot. So. Mm. Man, that sounds rough. I hope you get a healing time so you can finish Worlds. That'll be great if it does. Yeah, yeah. Man, I know you're worried about it. Yeah, we'll see. Take one step at a time and stay positive here. Mm. Um, I know um, at the race, I don't know why I was thinking that you were right there at the spear about the same time I went through there because I know it was Rhea was doing burpees when I got there mm -hmm. and I think Lindsay was just coming up how far behind were you there at that point were, were you pretty close behind them could you see them um I was Kristen and I had passed Bay at that point Kristen and I were in sixth and seventh and we were working on closing the gap at that point. Um, I want to say about five minutes, one so, five minutes at so, that point in the race. So y'all were ahead of Faye yeah. when, at the sandbag then, because I seen Faye starting the sandbag when I was finishing. Right. Yeah, Kristen and I were working together out there and, you know, really moving up and, um, you know, working on closing that gap with the very the very top, top mm. group there. So. Were you and Kristen just planning on running together or were y'all just having a little competition between each other? <laughs> not at all it just kind of ended up that way you know when you're out there for 15 miles like we were you know it's nice to you know have someone to kind of you know just pacing uh, each other one next to and yeah exactly mm. um i know when i got to the spear throw they didn't say nothing about it before the race and so i usually always run to a spear that's got the spear stuck in the hay bale because what i'll do is i'll snatch right. the rope <laughs> and pop it back to me so you're not sitting there fishing it as long 
Well, the first spear I go up to and I grab the rope, the volunteer says, this one's reserved. And I'm like, what? That's reserved. And I was like, and I was like, I've never heard that before. And then I walk to the next one and she lets me walk to the next one. And she says, that one's reserved too. And then I, I think I WTF'd and you can hear it on the live feed. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. So then I finally go to one that I can use and I make the spear throw, but I, that was the first time I'd ever heard that. But I, I, I'm assuming, you Must know, be a good feeling, right? <laughs> I, I assume that they were doing that because they had the camera set up. They wanted to film them shooting the spear. So they reserved like it was like three or four spears that were close to the camera and the elite females. Right. That was right where I was starting to get chicked was right there at spear throw. So I, I guess I understood why they did that, but they, I think they probably should have said something at the beginning of the male elite heat and said, Hey, we're yeah. going to, we're yeah, going to reserve spears. So, or they should have roped it off or something. Had a little sign there or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> reserved for top female elites <laughs> yeah and then it wasn't too long after that we ran over that real long bridge and that was neat that was it was a gorgeous course it, it was and it, that was that to me that was probably the best venue i've ever been to and a lot of people say killington's really killington's really awesome but I, i've never i've never been there that's an expensive trip for us south georgians yeah, I've never done the Vermont either. I would like to. It uh, looks fun. It looks like a mother. Have you done Have you done Tahoe? <laughs> I have not done Tahoe. Mm. Nope. This was going to be my first year, so that's why I do want to get out there either way. Um, like I said, and just get a feel for it for for next year. If I don't race, I'm excited. Have you? Did you go out last year? No, I didn't. I would like to. I definitely would. Um, so, how long have you been doing OCRs? Um, the elite and sponsored, and a little over two years. Um, a year after college, I was playing around in the open heat for a little bit um, before I jumped into an elite race. So, you pretty much just do only Spartans, or have you dabbled in some of the other races? Savage race that was in the beginning, but yeah, pretty much just Spartan. Mm -hmm. Have you have you managed to make any podiums yet? Yep, I won the first race of the season. I won the Boston Sprint. Um, I won the Boston Super, and then I did the three USA Championship races. Oh, cool. Okay, Janet, I, I've got a list of questions that I usually always ask everybody just so people okay. can, you know, kind of learn the tricks of the trade or what different people do. So um, I'll, what I want to know is, is like, if you're coming into a race weekend, how do you prepare for the race coming up? Like tapering during the week, you know, the night before, the morning of, right after the race, why do you recover? What what is your race race ritual? Um, typically during race week, um, I make sure if I am gonna 
depending on how I feel. Um, if I feel tired coming into the week, I had, you know, um, my weekend of heavy workouts, um, you know, really took a toll on my body. I'll just take race week really light, and I'll do just some, like, light cruiser up to 200 meters, um, kind of just stride out at 5K pace on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and the last um, heavy upper body work, I'll do that Tuesday, Wednesday at the very latest. Because um, it takes about two days after, you know, heavy workout to feel that, you know, fully recovered again. So definitely nothing hard past Wednesday. Um, you know, Thursday, Friday is either off or depending depending on travel, you know, where I'm going for the race, you know, Thursday or Friday will be like a light, light shakeout. Um, you know, like this past race in West Virginia, I went and did the course preview, just walked around, you know, um, ran a little bit, tried a few of the obstacles. Um, with, you know, leading up to the race, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to improve anymore the week of the race. You know, that's right. just about, you know, staying loose. Um, and you want to just feel good going into the race. So. Do you do any changes in your diet? Like, do you eat more carbs, you know, if you're expecting a big race like the Beast this week, this past weekend? Uh, the night before, yes. Um, definitely more carbs. Um, past race, I actually did pizza for the first time. I usually just do, you know, Subway. And uh, I was like, I guess I'm going to try pizza this time. And uh, <laughs> it felt really good. So pizza might be my new go-to. Your new go-to <laughs> meal? Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, um, you know, nothing else changes too much. I just try to, you know, because you're going through training, you don't want to change up too much, too many things race week because your body, you know, adjusts and gets used to, um, you know, certain things. So, um, just kind of keep my regular diet throughout the week. And then, yeah, the night before the race, we'll, you know, go over, go over the calorie, um, limit for the day and, you know, carb load a bit and, um. I feel really good race morning. Race morning, I usually don't eat much at all. Um, usually just a little bit of protein, a little bit of fruit, and uh, want to feel light and good, get on the start line. Right. Um, do you do anything for recovery, like, after the race? Like, if you're planning on running on Sunday, is there anything you do special? Um, I don't think I've ever raced the next day before or after. Oh, really? Um, after a race, I'm usually <laughs> should done. Um, but after a race, I thought, geez, especially this one, when you're out there for 15 miles, I'm just, I was starving after this past race. Was, me you too. Know, give me anything. <laughs> I think we went, um, to, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. I ate 15 wings and <laughs> yeah. an appetizer of fried pickles. Could not get enough food after this past race, I don't think. Um, I know, it's amazing. Out on the course, I did start using... Um, just straight honey, and that's been working really well for me. Um, I was doing the, I tried the goose, and that was just, I couldn't stomach the goose. So just actually the straight honey I've been using, and uh, that's been working really well for me. Yeah, two races. Some, some of those goose have a, a weird flavor. I, I tend yeah, to, I tend, I'm, I'm a honey person too, and I tend to stick to the honey stinger flavors, but even yeah. some of the, even some of their flavors are kind of, not good, but I like the ones they got that's got about 32 milligrams of caffeine in it. It's like a strawberry kiwi one. That one's really good. I like it. Ah, there you go. And it's got more of a fruity taste to it. So it's pretty good. Um, so are there any products that you swear by, like race gear or supplements that you use? Um, I don't 
Um, Champion Performance, I use their protein, their pre-workout, their post-workout. Um, I, I like their products a lot, um, and they just came out with a whole new line that is all, all natural, so it's kind of like the artificial sweeteners. Um, oh, that's cool. And then, yeah, so I really like their products. Um, and then um, AC11 Optogenics and Bodyline, they find me with all the um, mineral, vitamin supplements. Um, so recovery, recovery supplements. So that's all been really helpful. Take that those every day. Um, and I think what else? Um, and then I just, like I said, I just take the straight honey out in the course. Right. <laughs> Nothing special there. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. Hmm. Um, uh, for compression socks, I do the obstacle guard. They gave me some good socks. Um, of all the different colors, I like those. Um, and, uh, yeah. Okay. It's been working well for me. I've been feeling good. Feeling good up to this point. Right. <laughs> So, but I'll be back. I'll be back. What shoes are you wearing when you run this weekend? I do. I race in the ice bugs. And ice bugs? Mm, I felt like those. I used to race in the Reeboks, and those didn't have enough support in them. But the ice bugs have a little bit more support. Yeah, I've got a pair of ice bugs, and and I wear them just kind of like for training. But for racing, I, they're just a little too narrow for me for racing. Like when you go okay. on. The, when what you are go, you racing? Uh, I usually just wear Innovates. The I think it's a Terra Terra Claw two twenty, and even this weekend, my toes were sliding to the front of the shoe, and I'm probably about to lose one toenail as it is. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's always fun to have purple toenails. So, <laughs> so when you're in your normal training, how many miles are you putting in a week, and how are you? running these miles it is a, a slow low heart rate days or do you doing speed work yeah so um like i said um you know i i ran in college so you know running all running and training for you know 5k's and you know cross country and things like that has always been you know second nature for me and now it's been you know, adding, you know, weight training and optimal racing into that, um, you know, into the running. And so I'm still trying to find that balance. Um, but generally I want to do uh, one long trail run. You do that on Sunday. Um, and that's between 13 and 16 miles. Um, and that just gets your body, you know, used to just, you know, being on its feet. And, um, you know, just like, like this race, I mean, this race was 15 miles, so... Um, you know, you got to be able to, you know, do some of that in training to be comfortable to race at that uh, distance. Um, then I do one, you know, track workout a week. Um, and then definitely incorporate cross training a couple days. Um, I get one day off a week. Um, I go to Kinetic Heights, which is an obstacle course gym, twice a week and, you know, practice the rings, oh, do rock cool. climbing there, um, which has been very helpful this season. Um, yeah, more gyms are and, getting stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it makes it it makes it fun for really anyone, you know, to go and work out, um, just have the rings and stuff like that to play on. Um, and then 
then I'll do a high-intensity interval workout day and strength training day, which is usually my Friday or Saturday. Um, and I'll get on the spin bike for that and then do kind of a CrossFit-style um, workout, um, you know, the squats and pull-ups and farmer's carries and all that fun stuff. Man, that's a lot of working out and running for a full-time job schedule. It is. <laughs> What, do you, what time do you yeah, get home? Yeah. Nine o'clock? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, usually. Jeez. I don't know why I'm paying for the apartment. I'm never in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. Definitely busy, but um, I love it. That's right. Do what you love, right? Exactly. Okay, so what obstacle do you dread the most? Twister. Twister? Um, Twister's the only one I have never gotten. Twister's pretty difficult. Um, one thing I did this time is I went to the open house too, and uh, I see how everybody's talking about go backwards, go backwards, go backwards. I I, yes. I, got, I got on it and went backwards, and to me that was way easier. I mean, it's kind of weird at first because you don't really see where you're fixing to put your hand. But it just goes so much quicker. You're not on it as long. But some of my other friends tried to do it, and they just said it just the going backwards part just threw them for a loop. But to me, it's easier. Yeah, see, I was nervous to try it, but I know that's what people keep saying. Yeah. I was doing the side to side. Yeah, and I've and I've made it successfully doing the side to side. But like when you come to it and it's wet. It seems like I'll run out of grip strength before I get to the end of it if it's wet. Yeah, yeah. And it and it tears up my hands, too, going the sideways. When you go backwards, it for some reason, it, it doesn't tear up your hands as bad, either. Just because you're using more of your whole arm yeah. to pull yourself up. Yeah. Okay. What obstacle do you love the most? <sighs> Running. <laughs> the um, <laughs> I, I love until something trails. breaks, right? <laughs> single track trails I can fly through. Right. Um, between you know, I was a soccer player, skier growing up, and I just have that agility to just you know jump through that stuff. Um, but let's see, obstacle. <sighs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. You are. I don't think I have a favorite obstacle. <laughs> they all suck. Is that what you're saying? Um, <laughs> um you know, but I have to say, probably like the sandbag carry and the log carries. Um, mm. I do like those. Um, you know, I. I feel like I tend to catch up with people on those, pass people on those. Um, it just kind of takes strength and just being tough to get through those. Um, so, See, I like yeah, the bucket, but I like the bucket, but if the log's real heavy, like these logs, these logs were pretty bad. I did not like this log, carry, but I love a good bucket. You know, I, I don't know how many people I passed in Asheville. I, I I guess really? I just hold it in a way that it doesn't it doesn't get into my back really bad like I think it does a lot of other people. So, but I I like a hard bucket. 
But. The Asheville got me. I did in Boston. The bucket is where I really pulled away from people, and like I liked it. Then Asheville, I did the bucket, and I pulled um, some ribs in my upper back on the bucket. Wow. Um, so then I, oh my God, no, I don't like the bucket anymore. But then, <laughs> I, 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 Asheville was difficult. The race, it felt good. I felt good with it again. I stopped a couple of times and just rested it on my quad a couple of times and kind of went into a a high lunge. But I mean, it was it that was definitely a long bucket and a lot of people were setting their buckets down. So I was trying to gain some mm-hmm. positions, but then they just ended up passing me again because they were faster runners. But hey, I was running my own race, right? That's what you do. There you go. Got to focus <laughs> on you. Um, you said something about you said you run cross country. Is that what you said? Um, in college, I did indoor track, outdoor track, cross country. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts and then was pulled down here on track scholarship to UNC Charlotte. Oh, yeah? So. Were you, like, on the top of the team? What was your PRs? Um, so it's funny because my story was similar kind of to uh, Leia's and apparently uh, Nicole's as well. Um, I don't know if you saw their recent uh, recap of Spartan Race, but um, college running was tough for me. Um, I came in, and the goal was Olympic trials for me, and uh, I had some injuries in college, herniated discs in my back, which told me I'd never be able to run again. Wow. Um, so it was, yeah, it was some, uh, Vision 1 was very tough, a lot of, a lot of pressure, um, and, you know, when I had the herniated disc and you know, told the coach, gave him my results, you know, they were literally just thrown into my face, and he said, I don't care, you're getting back on that track and running, you're on scholarship. And um, so after college, I was really burned out, I was done with it, um, and I was kind of like, you know, all my life had been, you know, running, very running focused, you know, that was my goal, going to the Olympics, and um, so, you know, after college, I was kind of lost, and then I, you know, just hopped in a sparring race and it was just something so different and um I didn't go into elite or competitive right away because again I was just kind of mentally just like done with that um but a couple year year and a half two years of playing around with it I jumped into the elite heat in DC and again wasn't doing any serious training but ended up fifth and qualifying for worlds and that's when it kind of hit me like wow you know if I actually trained for this maybe I could Might be, be good, good at it this. yeah um, yeah, so that was kind of like my breaking point, and um, yeah, and then it's all history. So, <laughs> but, so um, yeah. How did how did you herniate your disc? Was it was it from running, or was it some from something else? Um, just running. Um, it was yeah. It, I came from a very small town of sixty kids. My mom was the coach, and um, I ran very limited miles in high school. Um, I was a soccer player, cross country skier. Um, and part of the reason why I was recruited was based on my potential. I ran some very fast times and track off of, you know, my mom coaching me and, you know, really not much training. And, um, when I got pulled into, you know, the division one of it, they, um, kind of put me on the same training program as girls that were used to running 80 miles a week all through high school. And, um, you know, I went to the coach and he's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm hurting. And, you know, they didn't care at that point. Just kind of put me through the same program as anyone else. And uh, right. just ended up things just getting tight and just, yeah, just running. 
I bet that was ex- crazy. I bet that was some bad pain running with back pain like that. Yeah, I lost uh, two reflexes in my left leg. Whoa. Um, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, I mean, that was kind of like the end of my career there. It was uh, very scary. Um, but I went through a lot of physical therapy and uh, a lot of prayers that year <laughs> just to come back and be able to run again. So I couldn't even walk across campus, so. So you didn't have to get a surgery or yeah. anything? I didn't. I avoided that. Wow. Just doing lots, lots of PT every day. Yep. Well, that's pretty yeah. awesome. But this is nothing compared to that. I, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, now, I mean, think of all the load your back's taking now doing the Spartan races. It's probably... Oh, it's I, feel, I feel so much stronger and faster than I did ever. I know that's, that's doing this kind of training. That's great that you were able so. to get through that and then come into Spartan racing and kill it like you're doing. Yep. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay, I got two more questions for you, and then I'm gonna let you go. And if these okay. if these lead to other questions, you're screwed. What has been <laughs> your favorite race up to this point? Oh, Um. Ah, oh, a lot of good moments. Um, Putting you on the spot again. You are. I'm not prepared <laughs> for this. Can you give the questions ahead of time? Um, What's the fun in that? The the, <laughs> the New Jersey race, the New Jersey Super last year. Um, did you crush it? Was it was a really good race. I did. I beat. Um, I think I came in like top twelve for the elite guys that race or something. Wow! And I won. I won the women's by like twenty minutes or something. Wow! But it was a very cold day and it was fall and it was rainy. But both my parents were there and it was just I felt good and it was just an overall good race. So that gave you the extra push. You were like, my parents are here, so you were out there mentally thinking, I'm going to do good because my parents were here. Oh, exactly. You have to. You got to. You got to. <laughs> That's the, the, the perfect... No, but it does. It makes it extra special, you know, when your parents are at the finish line, you know. Um, you know, this last race is the first race my boyfriend had um, been to. He had never been to a Spartan race before, so it just... It was, what? you got to get him into yeah. this. Get him into it? Yeah. Hey, he was an all-American wrestler. I know. I'm working on it. Yeah, see, so he'd be just right for this. <laughs> exactly. I know. So, um, were your parents like, did they, you know, did you like say, hey, y'all need to come watch this or did they want to come do it or did they like walk in there to be like, what the hell is this? We've never seen this before. Oh, my, I mean, my parents, I mean, my dad was a marathon runner and a 230 in Boston. My mom was, oh, wow. um, you know, a runner and, um, did marathons as well. And it's just, they just love, they love watching me race. That's awesome to have supportive parents like yeah. that. Yeah. Every right. time I go somewhere and uh, run a race, my mom says, well, did you win a medal? And I'll just say, well, uh, you get a participation medal, Mom. She doesn't that way because she thinks, you know, it's just amazing no matter what. See, my parents are like, you know, did you win? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. How did See, you do? Well, well, why, why, didn't, why didn't you get the ring? Why didn't you do this? <laughs> yeah. 
See, I don't, I don't have that pressure. My mom's like, well, did you win a medal? Right, right. I'm like, yeah, I got the medal. I got the medal, Mom. <laughs> okay, so what has been your hardest race or your worst race? And I have a feeling you might say it was this one in West Virginia. Which means yep. you still had a good placing, <laughs> but you suffered on this I race. Got, I got eighth place. Yeah, eighth place um, for walking the last five miles. I I can't really complain about that. Um, now, wait. You couldn't have walked all five miles because I was jogging most of the last five miles. You were walking and running a little bit, weren't you? Walking in a, in a hobble jog yeah, <laughs> on the outside of my foot. Okay, we've established that. <laughs> Janet's hobble jog is my running pace. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks, Janet. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wasn't moving very well. <laughs> I don't know where you were. <laughs> Man, I don't think anybody was no. moving well towards um, the end of that race. Uh, Man, I yeah, was, was probably I, a lot of cramping at that point. I was freaking ready to lay down, and I did lay down after I passed the finish line at that race. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. I was out. I remember when, right the <laughs> when I went over the A-frame and come down the A-frame, I walked from every single obstacle for the last four obstacles. I was just, I was done. I made all the obstacles. Okay, you were walking. That's why you weren't with me. You were walking too. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, when, when those, last, those last hills and obstacles, I remember that guy said, this is the last uphill you got right here at the A-frame. I said, it don't matter. I'm walking the rest of the way. I'm dead. <laughs> But the, I, I like the way they had the obstacles stacked at the end. It was, I liked it better than Asheville. Asheville was a mother at the end, and this oh, yeah. this was a little oh, yeah. bit. It was a little bit lighter, and uh, just just where they yeah. had the finish line and the starting line at at this race, it was really cool. This venue was epic. If if anybody missed West Virginia this year, they definitely need to try to go next year. Oh, I know. Before the race, I was, like, you know, debating whether the race or not because I had some pain in my foot. And I just, when I saw, like, the course, I was like, there's no way I can't do this. I mean, yeah. it was just gorgeous. And, it was. Yeah. It was very fun. Very fun race. And, I mean, there was Wi-Fi all over the mountain. That I mean, that was insane. <laughs> there you go. I can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, take pictures, you know, and make phone calls. I mean, yep. you could do that at this race. There's some races you walk up to the venue and you're like, oh, my phone's no good here. Right. <laughs> well, hey, Janet, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm open. I think we covered it all. Thank you. All right. Well, hey, Janet, uh, thanks again. And, um, we'll, what's, and so your next race is going to be Tahoe? We're hoping. It'll be Tahoe. It's not. Yes, it's not Tahoe. I'll be. I'll be back after that. Okay. Well, we wish or you luck. Races to be decided. And we hope to see you on the live feed at Tahoe. Sounds good. Thanks for talking to us, Janet. All right. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the interview, folks. I want to thank Janet again for uh, talking to us. We want to pray that she gets to go to Tahoe in a few weeks. Um, my next race will be in Fayetteville next month, uh, so holler at me there. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if anybody has a story to tell, uh, reach out to me, and we'll see you at the next race. Peace!